hosts, Chris Carson and DC and Shama. Welcome to yet another episode of Space Action Podcast. A division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I'm Denise Owen Shama. And I'm Chris Carson. And we are back hey. for a legendary event. <laughs> this is one of the shortest times that we've said we'll, we're back in a while. Usually it's like six months. We actually <laughs> delivered. Yeah. Guys. We're actually, we're actually, it's only been two weeks. See, 2021 is all about change, baby. All about change. All about change. Like like changing your pocket, like loose change, not actual cultural change. That's that's going nowhere. No, that's that's of course you know spinning backwards, yeah. going yeah. right backwards. Oh, right, right backwards. Yeah. Got falling right down like Joe Biden going up a flight of steps. Yeah. like an old white man back in power. Uh. But this week yeah, we're this doing something week. that I never thought we would do. Yeah. Who saw this coming? Who would have thought this would ever happen? Speaking of change, this the power of the hashtag. Sorry, we're, yeah, we're taking the look. Into the the deep, dark, wonderful, dismal world of Zack Snyder's. What, what, what do they call this? The, Zack, the Snyder Cut? Does that mean it's Zack Snyder's Justice League? It's Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I guess it's the Snyder Trilogy. The Snyder Cut. The, the Snrilogy? I don't know. The Snrilogy? The, 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 uh, yeah. Three movies where he did what, what you should do 10 years into your movies, <laughs> but he did them right away. That's right. Just right a fucking way. Right away. So... Um, you did it all. Did you do Man of Steel? Oh, you know, I, I wish I did the whole trip. That that would have made the whole trinity. I was, I kind of wish I did because when I started BVS, I was like, wait, what's going on <laughs> what with the, the world terraforming machine? Like, I remember yeah. the details of the movie, like world terraformer Zod, uh, don't rescue me, I'm your dad. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I think he just wanted to know, honestly. <laughs> Now that I'm a family man, I can see in about 15 years just being like, just, just fucking let me die. That was his opportunity. He's like, and you know what? If I can pass on a cryptic message to my son to not rescue any children, all the yeah. better. Be a dick. He can jump into a, jump into a tornado. Jump into a tornado. See? So I remember. I remember that much. I didn't I remember that. Um, so but no, I, ha I saw that one in theaters, but I've never seen Batman vs. Superman or Justice League. And you did the ultimate cut didn't I, you i did the ultimate yeah. batman versus superman cut which is yeah. three hours and then a four hour justice league before that oh god the the justice league i also watched joss's justice league and for 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 going forward i think justice league and justice league just to short form it will be the easiest way now, to dif differentiate you you saw this in theaters correct uh, I've seen them all in theaters, obviously, except not the uh, the Justice League because that's just streaming. And then I rewatched um, Justice League at right after Justice League. Okay, just to see the differences, and boy, were they prevalent. I never see this. I think I've I've uh, mentioned it before, and I'll get into it later about the whole Ray Fisher controversy. Mm -hmm. But that's the most I window I've had into all this. I didn't have much context. I just knew that a bunch of uh, Batman versus Superman fans were very upset about the Justice League movie. And I was like, well, what do you, what do you expect? You know, mm. the, the first two weren't that great, blah, blah, blah. Then I actually sat down and watched the Joss Whedon Justice League movie. <laughs> Skyrocketing turds. That is a fucking terrible movie. It, um, especially watching them back to back to see exactly what Joss Whedon put into the movie and yeah. how awful like yeah. un, just basic superhero garbage that he put in like just it's insane it was almost like it was a whack job 
Yeah. Like the like, <laughs> like, like the studio was like, we can't stand uh, what Zach's been doing. Like he's we've given him three movies. He's given us nine hours of just ram of like this. What we're, he's not giving us what we want. We want to build yeah. a superhero team. Fuck this movie into the ground. Just fuck yeah. it in. Just fuck the, it in the ground. It was. I couldn't get. I did the same thing. So as I was watching Zach's cut. I would be like, wait, how did Joss handle this scene? And I'd have to call up the Joss this week version. And like you said, man, I was like, I cannot believe how little you gave a fuck whenever you reinterpreted the scene. Like- it was so basic. It was shockingly basic. And and uh, and again, I'm going to say right out the gate, I didn't, I think it's impossible to judge this objectively yes. oh, because yeah. of everything. But after the clusterfuck of Justice League or of Justice League, Justice League was so so coherent that yeah. I, I found it enjoyable in a really macabre kind of way. Where I was like, like the first two hours, I was hating it. Yep. And then the second two hours, I was like, you know what? This is He actually finished his trilogy. Yeah. Good for him. All well, the themes carried through, all the events carried through. Exactly. Good for him. Like, you know, Superman actually gets, there's a reason for him dying. There's kind of like this redemptive arc to it. I like yep. the way Steppenwolf actually had a fucking motive. He was like, dude, my boss, yeah. I want to be, be in my boss's good graces. You know, yes. like, that's all I want. <laughs> Steppenwolf was like shockingly great. Yeah, and even though I do have to say his facial animations were awful. He looked he, like a Pixar character. He looked like character. Pix, straight up Pixar. <laughs> he was but really then, cute. <laughs> yeah, he was really he was adorable. Adorable. <laughs> and then Joss's Steppenwolf, though, he went to Thanos with it. He went to Human Face. I don't know what he was trying. I guess I don't that's know what, what it the was, fuck he was doing. Yeah. But like, it doesn't even look like what's his face, Mance Raider. I can't no. remember that. Wait, like, was, was he the voice even in yeah, Justice League? I think was, so, but they just. Because a lot of the dialogue was almost exactly the same delivery, but they just modulated it. Cra- they gave him that Ben Affleck Batman voice treatment. Thing. Yeah, because I thought I'd heard that they recast the voice actor for, for sh- Justice League. I'm pretty sure it's still him. Uh, yeah. Hold on, keep going. Now. Let me check. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, but um, yeah. I mean, as a even though they reshot it and set up sequels now that they're trying to get the Snyderverse back, hashtag restore the Snyderverse or whatever. Mm. It it wasn't as closed of a loop as it could have been had they not taken that extra step and just used the original footage. And it still needed about an hour cut out of it. It was so self-aggrandizing yeah, at times. Yeah. Where it was just every slow motion fucking scene. But they did do a good job of setting up like five or four other brand new characters. Yeah. or th- I guess three other technically, Cyborg, Flash, and Aquaman who hadn't appeared yet, they did a good job setting them up. You knew who they were. You knew what their motivations were. You And the story was coherent, shockingly. Like, Batman, <laughs> Batman v Superman was so bloated and incoherent. It literally, I think I've said this to you on the podcast before, where there was no way to avoid the Tony Stark-Captain America fight in Civil War mm. because he killed his parents. Tony knew all the facts. He was, fuck it, I'm going after this guy. No logical way to stop that fight. Batman v Superman, Superman literally just had to say, Lex is behind it. Oh and then that would have just stopped the fight. <laughs> It made no sense that Batman was being such a bully to him. It was Which so is, not Batman. <laughs> having finally seen that movie from beginning to end, it's it's blatantly obvious that Lex is manipulating right. both of them it's the entire so time. Did Bruce Wayne think Superman sent him back those checks with all the writing on yes, it? Yes, like, exactly. Also, what? it's like you caught Lex trying to smuggle in kryptonite illegally. It's like right. you you know he's trying to pitch you two against each other. Like, what the fuck is going on? It's such a perplexing movie, that one. It's so perplexing. And then Lois Lane is, like, on the hunt for the story about, like, a secret organization oh, or something. Oh, the bullet. Yeah, yeah, The bullet. Apparently, the CIA is apparently funding... Uh, um, 
terrorist. It's the terrorist, st- yeah. Which kills me. I started fucking with my head because that one gangster dude, the Russian guy, I forget the name of that actor, but he's totally one of the dudes in the elevator fight with, with Cap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just watched Winter Soldier. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. I, I can jump from one universe to the next, but you can't trade actors because that's going <laughs> to fuck with my head, man. It's just making it all so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Batman v Superman was... Even the the extended cut, it's so confusing the motivations of Batman and why Superman wants to stop him. Mm-hmm. Even still, it's like the fact that a re- he's a reporter, he should be able to figure out something's not right. This guy's been doing this for twenty years. This Batman, why is he suddenly a murderer? Blah blah blah. Right. He wasn't, but it was also convoluted, confusing. Justice League actually was relatively straightforward, which was nice. Yeah, it was just getting everyone together and going to stop the the mother boxes. The right. end. I was like, that, I, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. There's no lofty exploration of like primal man versus power and gods and gods coming from the sky and fucking kryptonite spears because Montau- the Waynes were hunters and shit. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no Martha moment. Like none of that, that shit was there. Montages of Neil deGrasse Tyson like pontificating oh about Superman. You're yeah. like. Zach, are you just showing off how many like cameos you could throw into a movie? Like, what the fuck is this shit? That was confusing. <laughs> it was, and John Stewart with no laugh track. Yeah, so what was, was that about? So awkward. That was really, really strange. It's like, listen, we can't pay to keep the studio audience. Yeah, here. right. Like, that's ridiculous. That's just insane. We can't put a sound effect in. What? Yeah. Are we? Also, it's as so a note, weird. it was totally uh, what do you call it. Uh, and Hines, Steppenwolf. He 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 did it uh, for both. He he did it for both. And okay. apparently he was pissed that uh, Joss cut his his uh, roll down and everything. So so they must have really fucked with his voice because I th- honestly thought it was someone else in the Justice League. Yeah, they must have been like, oh, he's not menacing enough. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty all. Oh, I mean, around. it's it's their it's kind of what they do over there. Kind of what they not? do. Yeah. But overall, man, like the, I had the similar feeling when I was watching it, where our um. Specifically with the, the Joss this week, I mean, I guess it's a toll right off at this point. Oh, yeah. But, like, it, what was so frustrating about watching it was seeing someone else get their hands on someone else's toys and just fuck with it so goddamn badly. So badly. It you was know, like that season of Community without Dan Harmon. Hunt, that, you know what? That's a, that's a perfect analogy for what it felt like. It was just like watching these characters I've been following at that point for, like, you know, three plus hours. All of a sudden, like, the words coming out of their mouth, I'm like, who's puppeting this? This sounds so wrong. It looks terrible all the reshoots are so obvious oh the it, colors are all over modulated too or not over modulated like oversaturated yeah and oh, well, the one that i mean if the, that's a perfect analogy for it is the, like the jump like how badly the colors are jumping out like they really had to dial it up is mm-hmm. the jokes and the humor oh my god we're just like it'll cut to batman or superman or just all of them by themselves because god forbid we get two actors there on the same day and they'll just be like oh and i thought Mondays were bad. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're like, you're just cracking jokes to yourselves. Like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't not like you. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, it, I, uh. And also, wait, <laughs> why is it that Joss Whedon in both like superhero team up films he's made has uh, a nerdy character fall into the breasts of like an action hero? I think he's done that before. I, he did. I, I think oh, before um, um, Age of Ultron. Because Hulk falls into uh, ScarJo's boobs. Yeah, I think it Flash falls in, into Wonder Woman. I think it's in Buffy, too. Oh, my God. So and he just got a thing. Yeah, no, Gal Gadot even spoke out about how she was like, I was so not cool filming that, but we yeah. had, they made us do it anyways. Weird scene with Ezra Miller just flopped on her chest. Well, the creepiest part is that reaction shot she gives where she's almost, like, smiling. You're like, what? Like, oh. 
you you yeah. had to like sit there conceive of this and then film it like yeah, yeah. you're such a weird bald fuck like what is oh wrong my God. with you you know the one that shocked me the most was <laughs> in terms of how bad it was was the um uh, uh lois and clark in the cornfield in the justice league where his, his upper lips all CGI yeah, and yeah, yeah. shot that whole thing. And just like, I shut down without you. I wasn't the proud reporter you wanted me me to be. Yes, ma'am. And all that. This is such cheesemo fucking <laughs> awful dialogue. The one that really jumped out to me was whenever Superman shows up during the Steppenwolf fight. <laughs> and a big fan of justice. Da, 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 and then like it, cut, it cuts to fucking Batman and he grins ear to ear. I'm like, listen, yeah. I, I'm not going to nitpick <laughs> about a lot of stuff about the, the Dark Knight. But he does not smile. He does not grin <laughs> ear to ear. He doesn't, with his mouth agape, like yeah. a, like a ah. little kid who's got a new bike. Like, that's not... <laughs> that Although right. I, I do have to say, in the Justice League, in Snyder's version, him begging for his life. Like, Batman consistently just gave up and was ready to die in, in Snyder's version. Here's an interesting... <laughs> I gotta admit, because I was thinking about it. Because you notice that, like, every fight, he shows up, drops them off, like mom at the mall, yeah. fucks off, and then in the last second, there'll be, like, one last parademon, and then he'll grappling hook it or something. And then that's it. He'll shoot it or because something. Yeah. We we can't have him fight. He's He sucks compared to these people. We have a cyborg, yeah. an Atlantean god. Like, he has to fuck off into the jet, otherwise he'll get killed. I, I get it. And but then it's also why Batman doesn't work. In this in this world, because he is just it, a dude. I find it so funny because in their version of Batman, he's been operating out of Gotham for twenty some years. Whenever this little kid Superman shows up, so I love that he's just an old man. He's like, "All right, kids, get in the car. Daddy's yeah. gonna drive you yeah. to the fight, and then I'm gonna fuck off for a little bit. You're gonna go read Archie comics <laughs> in the parking lot. Me and Alfred are gonna do some Mad Libs. Uh. But he, yeah, no, but it's just even just the shots that Snyder chose, like uh, when the Parademons ripped the top off the Batman and he, his little shoulders arch up like he's like there it is yeah, like, yeah. every time he got in a woman he just was like I'm about to die fuck it and then <laughs> no Clark no and like begging no you're the good guy no and like, I've never pictured Batman begging for his life before was that in the Snyderverse or are you talking about the Joss one where that, that one was in the Snyderverse but then it was replaced with the um, tell me do you bleed like Superman yeah. throwing that back in his face and then him laying on the ground going, eh, something's bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like both versions just are so stupid. Yeah. The, <laughs> that whole scene, I got him in. Okay. So like on the overall narrative of the, of the sucker of, of justice league as it is, that mm. part really, I bump up against. Is that Which from w- the comics that Superman comes back and he just quote, doesn't know who he is. Is I don't mm, think so. Like because when he died in the comics, when he was beaten to death by Doomsday. Yeah. Then Cyborg Superman came back, and everyone thought that was Superman, but he actually was in that black suit with like a big mullet. Okay. As as another character, and I don't remember why he was staying so far away because he went into some sort of Kryptonian coma to heal, and I don't I don't think it messed with his memory. I didn't mind that as much in the Snyder version because. He literally was brought back to life by an evil box, so he would just be all fucking weird about it, and then slowly kind of... I like that he was kind of a bit of a a brain-dead biscuit when Lois first took him to the farm, where he was like, I remember farm, family, and he was slowly kind of coming back into his Uh, his consciousness. I like that. I like that better than, do you bleed? And then he just is like, I'm okay, Lois, as soon as he gets to the farm in the the Justice League. I don't know why I find it so goddamn hilarious in the fucking... Uh, 
in the Justice League version, they dub in one quick line from Jason Momoa. He just goes, he's not all right. But he's like all like shifty eyed looking side to side. I laughed my ass off at that. Yeah, and then yeah. I laughed even harder when I watched Zach's. I saw like, yeah, that's not my, that's not me. <laughs> that was a Joss edition. And I'm like, it's so comically bad. He's not all right. He's not all right. He's like Shaggy yeah. in the Scooby-Doo gang. Like, yeah. guys, zoinks, guys, we got to get out of here. <laughs> hey, speaking of the the uh, Aquaman of it all, hey, remember when his, I'm assuming just like his parade of, of, of women he fucks sang him in Back into the Ocean? What was that? <laughs> uh, that almost lost me. I almost I turned yeah. it off right there. <laughs> yeah, me too. That was a rough start. I was like, wait, what? Because What's happening? the way he edited the cuts, like the song would end right before the, the to the next uh, angle. So mm. I'd be like, oh, thank God the song's over. And, and then they'd start of, another line. And I'd be like, going. fucker. She's like smelling his sweater and stuff. It's like, okay, so is this the Aqua Brides? Like, who are these people? Is this like a Mennonite cult? There's a really weird treatment of of non-American women in Zack's universe. I don't know what that is, but black women, Asian women, like Swedish women, if they're not like Western, if they're not like Lois Lane or, or, or Wonder Woman, they all kind of just are these dumb creatures that are manipulated <laughs> and sold and occasionally fucked, presumably. Which like, uh, brings up the line that made me laugh my ass off, which is, he answers to no one, not even, I think, to God. <laughs> That one, I was like, "What? What is that? What's going on?" Let, can, oh, we should have. I wish I wrote down some of the best of Joss lines. There's some fucking treasures. Oh yeah, no, in these But my personal favorite is. Oh God, dude! I, I had to. I had to film it so I can just rewatch it whenever I want. I have it on my phone now. You don't wave the red oh. cape at the charge if you're not ready for the charging pull. You do, Chris. <laughs> That's <laughs> when the new red cape charges back. All right. Yeah. Because it's it's a double entendre. Wait, was that? I thought that was the Snyder version. That, that was wasn't the, the Snyder version. It was okay. Which I was like baffled by, because first of all, it's a terrible analogy. Capes are capes are offensive weapons. I don't know yeah. what, why where you're going with that. That's not. And the, the charging bull, the exact thing you want to do is wave a red cape exactly. at it because it, it distracts it. Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Joss. Oh, Joss, no. See, I'm, I'm crossing the It was so bad, I thought it was a Joss. That's the problem with that line. I wonder if that was written by the writer of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Ontario, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that was a Rise of Skywalker yeah. line. That's Spe actually... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to just say, speaking of crossing the streams, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. We've brought it up on this podcast before, the whole idea of, like, there's industrial espionage going on between the two studios, uh, right, between right, yeah. DC and Marvel. I couldn't help but notice that, like, it's not just a movie here or there. It's pretty much the whole narrative. <clears throat> because you've got the billionaire who has oh, like, this yeah. apocalyptic vision of the future, so he panics. He needs to make some sort of super defense against it, be it, like, a AI or a team. So there's a big fight over a, a dead uh at which point the billionaire's dead mother becomes like a central turning point of the story <laughs> yep all of a sudden the big bad guy shows up to collect all of his you know what have you so he needs like three or more of these little things but then surprisingly chris plot twist the good guys lose <laughs> and then must travel backwards through time to yep. fucking stop the whole thing i'm like thing, yeah. with a second like the flash started running backwards through time to stop dark side i was like whoa whoa are you serious <laughs> like literally the entire thing is yeah. beat for beat oh. the infinity saga so i'm like 
I mean, let, let's not forget the uh, Viking cramming a giant axe into the chest mm. of the super bad yeah. guy. <laughs> let's not forget that. It was so, I was just like, okay, seriously, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Very well, it, interesting. It, I think, I, I, I guess you wouldn't know unless you were the person who came up with the original idea, but from what I have heard, it's, it's DC snaking off Marvel because Marvel sets up their stories years and years and years in advance and then slowly gets there which leaves a window for someone to jump in take their end game story uh, no pun intended and do it themselves quicker and get it out first you know which kind like, of seems like what's been going on like they announce spider-verse and then all of a sudden there's flash-verse well and also by pure virtue of the fact bef- like after the weeding cut came out and people were pissed off and zach started talking about like oh there's another version that i never got to do he uses the phrase Lord of the Rings style battle. Now, you show me that portal sequence from Endgame, and there's right, only so yeah. many words I can use to describe it, you know? <laughs> it's pretty much Lord of the Rings <laughs> yeah. type battle. Yeah. I do have to say, though, in the Snyder Cut, I because the endings are so vastly different between oh the two Oh my cuts, god. Can we talk I, about that? The end of Steppenwolf in both of, versions. <laughs> the end of Steppenwolf in the Snyder version, I thought was... like I thought it was neat, because Flash, that's one of his things. He goes back in time, and he only goes back... A few seconds just so he gets there in time. Yeah, yeah. And running around in the one pair of demon shoe, you know, and he finally nails them. Like, the whole, like, Zack Snyder, I, I shit on constantly, but I cannot deny he is a master at editing an action scene. Uh-huh. Just the pacing makes you earn it. Yeah, sure. And I really noticed in the Whedon cut, like, everything's cut down so quick. It's one of those, you know, it's like the Rise of Skywalker. It's like, just move on to the next fucking scene so you forget what happened before. And yes. yes. Nothing it impactful. Does. But they, he he takes his time to the point where it is like, oh my god, it actually feel, it does feel earned when when the end of this action scene happens. Yeah, when, he, I, gets, I, when he finally gets that hot dog out of midair before he says that girl, <laughs> you feel like he really earns that Frankfurter. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking awful. I'm not saying it's not awful. I'm saying it's better than Joss Whedon's cut. <laughs> Which is... Which is painful but fairly accurate. Painful, fairly accurate. But I didn't mind the whole ending, and then except for the like, I do like the idea that Superman was a little fucked up after he came back. Yeah, like so he was just wailing on Steppenwolf, and then Steppenwolf got you know killed by Thor, (laughs) like just like Thanos, and then thrown through a portable portal and had his head cut off. I was like, yeah, these are old god heroes. I don't mind Wonder Woman killing people. Yeah, I don't mind Aquaman killing people. And Superman's clearly fucked up, which would lead into a future story. Yep, like that is definitely a tendril. So I'm okay with all this. The Whedon ending was. Do you remember them laying and lie, like my feet hurt and I didn't even think I had feet. <laughs> That's one of the ones where I was like, okay, I get why that hashtag release the Snyder cut happened. I get why people were so yeah. pissed. Can you imagine being in theaters? I don't even understand oh, the physics of happened. To- oh my, what was it like? Were people just like booing? Like it was um, awkward for sure. Like and the um, which I guess is an experience that we may never really experience again. That group, group thought, <laughs> yeah, uh, feel of watching a movie. Did you but go people, opening was, night? Like, was like the uh, like anticipation was high? On no, that night? I think I drove. I came into the city and I saw an IMAX. I think in its first week or so, but it was full. It was at that Scotiabank Theater IMAX, and um, it was it, it definitely had an awkward vibe to the room. Sort of like being at a at a club when a comedian's bombing. But yeah, no, no one's booing, but. You get that kind of, like, the vibe is very, what the fuck is going on right now? Oh, boy. Very much that vibe was just over the whole audience. A few people did walk out, Jerry, and it. Wow. Just like, oh, this is, I can't handle this. This is too stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, the whole ending of just, like, they smell his 
fear. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. And like. then he maybe doesn't die because he gets portaled back. So it's like a it's like a he could still be alive in the next one. So oh, he does get too. portaled back. Yeah. That whole oh, because uh, let's talk about that Joss Whedon Batman opening where it was like a scene oh, in the yes, animated series, yes, yes, yes. but badly done. Hey, <laughs> I like the animated series. Hey, right, you yeah. take that back. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's the best Batman ever is the animated series. Joss Whedon clearly thinks so too, but thank God he never wrote for the actual animated series. Oh, and you brought this up, man. Like, I I, I didn't know how it was gonna work in practice, but poor decision using the OG themes. It's it's yeah, no, it's so it's, alienating. It didn't work at nah, all, yeah. especially after two films where you established all the themes to end your trilogy with just the old school themes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really weird choice, especially whenever Wonder Woman comes blaring in. You're like, yeah, that does not match with 1989 Danny Elfman Batman. No, right? It, it doesn't yeah. sound right at all. And it's so strange. I have to say there was one addition to the Snyder Cut where I genuinely laughed. Like I got an actual laugh, not a this is so bad laugh, was... um um. J.K. Simmons, when Cyborg lands on the roof and he just has that, like, okay, what, <laughs> like, uh, what the fuck is going on? Who are all you people? Okay, I this is so stupid. <laughs> He's pretty much like an avatar for the audience. And again, yeah. I, I think that's why I, I'm honestly, I'm starting to get the appeal of Ben Affleck's Batman is that he very much, he isn't, ba- He's Bruce Wayne is just a dude. Like, his Bruce Wayne and his Batman aren't very different. Yeah. And he's just a dude who's just like, I've been doing this for fucking 20 years. It's a long time. And there's just gods now. And I'm like, I can't fight this fight. I need to find people who can. Yeah. So, like, just the idea of him just being like, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking care. I just, yeah. I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Affleck's Batman's not, I, I guess that's the thing. If, if it had been in a better movie, he'd be the worst part, but he's the best part of a really bad movie. Right. So it, it balances out weird. We're like, is he a good Batman or is he a good Batman for this world? I just think there's something very <laughs> earnest about his portrayal about a man who's broken and doesn't give a fuck anymore. Just I just like don't a, know how Ben Affleck does that, but he's really how, good at it. He must be super method. Like his whole life he's been preparing. Through that role. So, the cyborg of it all. Yeah, he was, I really Crazy. enjoyed him in uh, the Snyder Cut. I, because... Uh, he even looked it. better. Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, yeah, but his, yeah, yeah. he even looked animation-wise better in the Snyder Cut. I touched on it before just because, like, it, it, the whole story caught my eye. Because the second, you know, um, a major actor, one of your main leads in the superhero movies, like, uh, I'm calling studio bullshit racist. And you were like, excuse me? Really? Like... You don't fucking look the gift horse in the mouth kind of thing, so this must be serious, these allegations. And then you see how dirty they did his character. Like, Here's my question about that, though. No, like, Was it a racism thing, or was it a, a, a studio thought of who the fuck knows who Cyborg is? We need to focus on Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. That one quote about like the center of this story can't be an angry black man is pretty goddamn damning. Is that like a for sure, for sure verified quote? Because I can well, see a he business put, guy. Well, he released it straight out and like named Jeff Johns like verbatim. Yeah. So, and like you don't really like accuse someone verbatim of saying something unless you you're damn sure they said it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I could totally see as an executive with not knowing anything about comic books going. We can't have like an unknown angry guy at the center of the movie. I don't know if being black would have anything to do about it. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like everyone. Everyone knows who Flash is. See, focus on is, Flash. Remember, I think you know? they did, though, because they made Ray Fisher do the Booyah line, so they know damn well that Cyborg's a huge character in, like, true. Teen Titans that's, and all that. That is true. So they can't yeah. really, like, be like, no one knows who this fucking angry black man is. It's like, no, you, you made him say the line that everyone knows. That, so. that is popular line. Even though I didn't know that was a Cyborg line, but that is, yeah, apparently a big are, line. But, like, you can literally see it on his face in, 
there's one shot the, the reshoots the, I know well it's in the it's in the Snyder version the fist bump at the end Ray huh. Fisher looks like he's ready to break someone's neck he's so goddamn mad he can't even make eye contact with anyone anymore <laughs> that was weird because there was no setup for the fist bump in the Snyder version in the Whedon version there was the setup of, of he kept he be remember Flash kept saying oh we're the mistakes we're the sci-fi accidents we should fist fist bump no not ready not ready no okay and at the end of the movie, at so the what end of the movie, he gets a fist bump. So what you're saying, Chris, is that if you dig a little bit deeper in Jaws's version, there is a nugget of gold in this pile of shit. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> I think he just noticed at the end that they went for a funny moment of like nerdy Flash trying to fist bump Cyborg and Cyborg throwing one at him out of pity. And Joss Whedon went, I need to write a scene to make that make sense. See, now I hear that story and I think he didn't want to do that fist bump. And then Jeff Johnson, fucking Johnson, we were like, you were going to make three scenes where you talk about it, and then we're going to have the payoff in the end. He's like, you motherfuckers. You, you sons of bitches. Bastards. <laughs> like, like, his character, like, all the parts about his mother and, like, mm-hmm. the way, like, his dad. I don't think his dad dies in the original. No, he's, jo- uh, during the whole um, end montage, his father's there helping him, like, design a better suit and shit. Oh so he, my he, God! Really? Yeah, he doesn't all. doesn't die at all in the Whedon. Uh, Give it, it up to Joe Morton, man. Always the guy in the middle of a warehouse committing some suicidal <laughs> fucking experiment to save the day, man. Is that, the, the, that is the same guy, yeah. Yeah, Mr. D- Dyson himself, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't hold it anymore. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. He must have been like twenty in Terminator. That was like forty years ago. Hey man, years black, ago. black don't crack, baby. <laughs> what do you What do you want, man? Like <laughs> he looks, he looks really good. He looks really good. No, let's see. Hold, let, that was a good question. He's seventy eight years old. He was born <laughs> in forty seven. So oh that, Jesus Christ! Yeah, so that made him about fifty. He's like seventy years old. Yeah. Wow. He was like in his like mid 40s in uh, Terminator. Good for him for having a kid when he was like 60 or 55 in that universe. Because isn't Cyborg supposed to be like 18, 17? He was still in school. But like, wasn't, I mean, if you were, if you, how long was the time between when he died and when the experiment happened? If True, it was like, maybe, maybe like five him. years or so, yeah. five, 10 years. It still puts him in like, like 60, 50, 50, 60 having a kid. Yeah. Good for him. Hey, man. <laughs> Stone's fuck. <laughs> the stones fuck man and he's a scientist too he can probably take care of any uh, dysfunction he might have at exactly. that age exactly yeah know. totally well but, I don't know oh I had a whole oh sorry go ahead I was just gonna say like also I, I thank god maybe that's why the, the, the fight in Batman versus Superman is so blackluster is cause Zach knew where he was going with it Cause right he it as a whole yeah cause rewatching it like I was watching Batman versus Superman I was that fight scene is just so it's the slowest paced fight scene between Ugh. two of the most powerful characters or like popular characters I should say in comic book history it's just two dudes throwing each other through walls and no re- like and also like even subconsciously as an audience member you have to realize that this fight is completely meaningless because it, it it's been it's been artificially created yeah by the director not even like in the movie like Lex manipulating them like by the director because any moment of logic would have stopped that fight so you have to like it gets boring when you know it's easily stoppable the stakes suddenly drop away exactly but I think that's what kind of worked about this movie a little bit more again going back to like Steppenwolf's motive where it's just like nah dude like everyone's got a a reason to want to kill everybody in this movie you know like yeah no they they were all well fleshed out shockingly well fleshed out for a Zack Snyder film from Mm. the director of Sucker Punch (laughs) you know 
Oh, wait, I just want to mention, unless I interrupted something, I want to mention a couple notes that I made. There what? Um, at the end, in the final climax, when Batman's uh, bat plane crashes, why do a bunch of bats fly out of the nuclear nuclear um, um, tower? Is that just like a complete visual thing, or was there any meaning behind that at all? Wait, whenever Batman crashes the jet, there was bats yeah. that flew out? He just, not out of the jet, out of like, it, it showed the bat plane, or whatever, the bat tank plane, whatever, crash, and then as it crashed, it went to a far shot, and like a herd of bats flew out of the of the uh, melting plant tower thing that you know Simpsons tower whatever the fuck that thing is called and on a nuclear plant okay and, and I don't know why I just wrote it down as why <laughs> I don't remember that of, I don't remember yeah, that happening bunch of bats flew out. I guess it was symbolic of, of something but I don't really get it the, a similar thing happens in Batman versus Superman though whenever they go to remember when he's crawling on the roof at one point when they oh find my God, all the, like a fucking like a, what is that I why don't is know. he crawling like that the most perplexing <laughs> thing is that one when they first see him hiding he's just kind of like squeezing he's the, there, yeah. that's not hiding you're literally no. just like floating in the corner you're and, not invisible <laughs> Like zero effort put in. And, and he climbs two, on the ceiling. A 50-year-old man. Sorry. Wouldn't your cape just be dangling down right? like a bath curtain? I mean, like a bath uh, towel, like, as you ran across the ceiling? But yeah. no, like, they had to CGI it flat so it he, looked cooler? Yeah, he moved like man back. I don't understand <laughs> what was happening. I guess, like, someone just, like, saw a bat crawling across the ceiling and decided to go Reagan in the Exorcist with it. You know, no, 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 trust me, this spooky walk will look cool. It'll look great, man. It'll look great, we promise. But I don't know what's more confusing, that or right before then when all the bats fly out of the chimney? Yeah, like, oh, was that another a, one. Was that a weapon he used on, like, the guy he branded? He has, like, a bat bomb? Like what? what <laughs> Maybe what? The, the brand isn't from his, his batarang. He actually brings live bats and heats them up. He has hot bats? <laughs> he has hot bats. <laughs> <laughs> He just squishes it into people's flesh, and the bats are just screaming. I need more hot bats. <laughs> On the way, sir. I um, I like Jeremy Irons' outfit dude, a lot more. Dude, and, uh, yeah. Honestly, like one of those things where I was like, okay, I didn't think there could be a performance in this where I was like, oh, more of this, but like yeah. more of Jeremy Irons. This yeah. fucking Alfred. I love his version of Alfred so I much. I love how how like OCD he is about his tea. Yes, yes. He's like <laughs> shooing Diana away to get it right. Just like no, no, no. You're gonna scald the leaves. He's just like standing over her. But I also I love like. I, I guess Michael Goff kind of did it in the Tim Burton whenever he's like or scratching the CDs and whatnot. Oh my but, god, he scratches no Batman scratches the CD. No Batman does, but like remember Alfred's on the on the back computer helping him out. Oh right, right. You yeah, never yeah. really got to see Alfred help out much in terms of like I think they did it maybe in the animated series where he would go and like because and it's kind of uh, implicated he worked for yeah. like the RAF, so he knows how to fly a jet and shit. So like he would actually take control of the bat plane. And I'm like, I don't know. Shit like that was just so subtle. I'm like, I that's a version of Alfred I've been wanting to see for a while. The dude who's kind of like, like that, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just like flip floppy Michael Caine Alfred, where in one movie he's saying, be Batman, and the other movie he's saying, stop being Batman. He's <laughs> yes! like, make up your fucking mind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Everyone flip flops in that goddamn movie. One Everyone minute fucking. One minute Bruce is all like, this is my face, it's who I am. And next minute he's like, uh, Harvey's that face. I want to bang you now. Never mind everything I said that entire last movie. Oh, crap, she's dead. Yeah. Uh, I quit. <laughs> For a decade. And then I'll... Uh, yeah, then maybe I'll come back. Well, you, were, who's this? you were in a cat suit? Oh, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come oh, back. One, one note, another, I, I wrote down one of my laugh out loud moments. Was, remember in the epilogue of the Snyder Cut? I was about to say, the, 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 the nightmare sequence? 
No, not the Nightmare. I got, I'll get to oh, that. Okay, thin okay. Fa- my, my note on that is thin-faced Batman will fucking kill you. Those were all reshoots. I guess they forgot the, the cowl uh, had a nose. Because his nose was just hanging out the bottom and clearly pushed up a little pig nose style, too. It, looked, it was a weird angle. I was like, why'd you go for a low angle? I've never seen Batman's nose in that thing. Angle. I yeah. never wanted to. But he, you, like, you do occasionally, like, in the other Nightmare sequence in Batman v Superman, you see his nose, and it's clearly part of the mask. So I don't know if they just fished, like, a Halloween mask from a corner <laughs> store to do the reshoots. But that was just, uh, we'll talk about the reshoot. The two reshot endings, which are just fucking awful. But I forgot um, about the second one. The Martian Manhunter of it all. Oh, but um, I really laughed. The scene in the epilogue when Cyborg is standing over his parents' grave, and he just drops his clothes, and then it cuts to the reverse shot, and he has his hands on his hips, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you wagging your cyber dick at your parents' grave? What's happening here? <laughs> why is... Poor Cyrus. choice of editing. <laughs> I don't like so confused. He's like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Nuts and bolts spray all over Oil. The, Oil sprays all over the grave. I was so confused by that. It really made me laugh. I spoke with Michael Bay, and he had one idea for the end where he <laughs> Cyborg would lubricate his parents' grave in honor. And that, and my I think I didn't only did a few notes. One of my notes was just how much I hate the look of Batman in these movies. Yeah. He look it's like the Batman it's impossible in live action to make Batman look cool standing with a group of people. You put the cape over his shoulders, he's going to look like a weirdo in a cape. You put the cape over his shoulders, <laughs> he looks like a co- a buff cosplayer just hanging out. Like he Batman is a crouched in the corners in the shadows, but then in live action that makes him almost comical. Yeah. So it's like almost an impossible nut to crack, which again is why I don't think Batman works in the larger universe sort of like the X-Men are better in their own sure. universe. You I can see what you mean, yeah. And so every time he was just hunkering around in his giant bodybuilder suit looking like he was out in front of a Comic-Con just made me laugh. It's, <laughs> like, he looks so awkward and It's also, like, it's, it's very inconsistent with the textures. Like, the, the main part of it looks like it's, like, six different gray bed sheets woven together. I don't know right. what's going on there. But then, yeah. like, he's got, like, that ridiculous... I guess they all have that furrowed brow on the cowl, but his, his is... Cart- Super furrowed, yeah. It's cartoonishly bad. Yeah. Like, he looks like a Popeye villain or something. Like, yeah. I don't know what to make of it. And then the, in the final, in the finale, the goggles are always raised up. So, you know, like, just the way a human face works, the bottom of the goggles would be covering his eyes. <laughs> so, so, he looks so dorky with them all, like, pushed up. Like, it only occurred to me now he looked like Night Owl. He, he looked completely almost, Night Owl. He looked exactly like Patrick Wilson's Night Owl. I took a, as I was watching it, I was just screen grabbing scenes, and uh, the one of him just looking down at the chaos with his goggles pushed up, looking <laughs> like a moron. That was I just I just laughed at that so many times. That boy's a billionaire, but he's not very fucking forward thinking. He can't. He built a plane, can't get it to fly. Fucking like none of his shit really seems to work. My personal favorite is in Batman versus Superman. You know, Superman lands at the fight. He's like, Bruce, we have to stop. Da, da, da. And those sonic beams come out. And right. then he just stands there and looks at him. And he's all like, got him. Like, dude, you have an arsenal of kryptonite shit. You have a spear. What yeah. are you doing? Like, First of all, why do you have a spear? <laughs> well, I thought because he wants to murder this fucker. Like, put make a bullet. <laughs> why did he make a bullet? Or make the gas all Krypton kryptonite. Like, just keep gassing him. Also, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, oh. Lex knows Clark Kent's Superman, obviously, because he kidnaps Lois Lane and his mom. 
Yeah, he seems to know everything. He he knows them all. Because remember, everyone so gets their symbols. So why doesn't he just shoot Clark Kent when he's taking a shit at the Daily Bugle with a kryptonite bullet? Right. And how come he doesn't just go shoot Bruce Wayne when he's out at a nightclub or a, or a human underground boxing ring? He could have. Well, I guess it would have been obvious if he murdered them both at that party that they meet at. But Or just have someone else do it. There are ways. <laughs> there, there are ways. ways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, journalists die in Russia every day. I think you could take out a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sure would be a lot more easier than fucking kidnapping some woman from Kansas and lighting her on fire in a warehouse no. Getting rid None of all of that evidence. None of it made sense in Batman v Superman. That was the why I appreciated the streamlined nature of Justice League because I th- like you could tell they were having these heady conversations of lofty dialogue of like you know interpreting the Superman and if he no one stays good forever Lois and blah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and but these, those are the kind of conversations that are great for sitting around talking to your friends but when you try to like interpret them into you know a movie. They come off as just awful. Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's so, so silly. I don't get the motivation of any character. I don't know why Superman thought he needed to go kill Batman. I don't know why Batman thought he needed to kill Superman when everything could have been solved with a conversation, which seems more like the Justice League. They would, like, let's talk first. Okay, we didn't work it out. Let's fight. You know what I mean? It is kind of a weird choice that, like, again, if you look at the overall structure of it, he wanted to start with... Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns kind of like Batman versus Superman story. And that's not where you start. Yeah. Like, I would, like, have you ever seen the way the animated series did it with World's Finest? Uh, I don't think so. So, uh, the, the Dark Knight Returns, I saw the Dark Knight Returns animated movie. No, I no, 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 no. So, like, this is like, uh, because remember there was a Justice, like, my Justice League was the spinoff of the, uh, Batman animated series. Okay. That had, um, you know, uh, Oh my God! Why, why can't I remember his name? Oh, this is embarrassing. I'm a poser. The OG Tom Kane? Am I getting that right? Tom Kane? The original voice of Batman, who's like in oh, all the no. Arkham games. Fuck! What is his name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. So like hit the spin. Um, oh my gosh! I, I just looked at the voice of Batman. It's giving me literally every single one, of course, except the one that I want. Kevin something. Kevin Conroy. Oh, that's Kevin embarrassing. Conroy. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, and they had like Lex Luthor was. Uh, What's his fuck from uh, Mr. Krabs and then Mark Hamill's a Joker? Mr. Yada, yada. Krabs. Yeah, it's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> He's the guard from Shawshank. Uh, uh, does he just like you make tell your me crotch fuck itchy? Huh? <laughs> Is that, does he just make your crotch itchy? Is that his power? Who Lex Luthor? Mr. Krabs. No, he was Mr. Krabs from uh, what's it called? Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. The proprietor of the Krusty Krabs. Now you look a fool in front of the crowd. Everyone knew that. In front of the SpongeBob audience? Oh, you fool. We're all judging you now. I wonder how many You're SpongeBob... a real Squidward, Chris Carson. Let me put how, it that way. How many of like SpongeBob fanatics overlap with our podcast? Oh, you'd be surprised. Podcast. We look like regular people. Oh, <laughs> but but oh we're God. everywhere. <laughs> we love uh, you guys. We love you. <laughs> um but uh anywho, anywho, anywho. Uh in that version Joker shows up in Metropolis, gets in fucking Lex Luthor's limousine, holds him at gunpoint, and it just gives, says, give me a billion dollars and I'll kill Superman. Mm. And then, boom, you're off to the races. Batman has to come to Metropolis, help fucking Superman stop the Joker. They find out it's all tied back to Lex. You get the two of them meeting up and being like, man, we're better as a team, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why didn't you just do that? Yeah. Like, Or some variation. Of, why did you start with them? Because it's hard to hit the brakes from I want to kill you to like we should start I mean hit the, the undo button of like 
going from we should kill each other to we should start a team. Like, that's yeah. a hard one AE to make, especially in just one fucking movie. One fucking movie. And I, Batman's complete change of character didn't kind of felt unearned, especially. Like, oh, yeah. You, need, you needed the decade of movies to get there. Yeah, 100%. I can totally see the corporate conversation of like, well, we can't just do Marvel and we can't, we got to play catch up. Like you, you see all the notes behind yep. the scenes as it, as it goes through for sure. And, but also I was just thinking too, um, it makes like perfect sense because of Batman attacking Superman in the sense of it feels like a coked out Zack Snyder at a bar, <laughs> just picking a fight with someone because he looked sure. at him the wrong way. Yeah. And then later being like, that fight could have been avoided. Gee, let's make that a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's like the meathead fight, right? The fucking that means like the Batman after the Martha scene is like the morning after. You know what I mean? That's the one where you're just yeah. like, oh shit, man. Oh, uh, uh, why'd you say that name, dude? Uh, I now I need to go save someone who's only been on Earth for like a year and is a huge controversial figure, as if he's actually some sort of messiah figure. Faith, offer faith. <laughs> I think I've told you, I've said this before. How how you could have made the Martha line work? Have I have I talked about this? I don't believe so. Every Batman movie, the, well, first of all, you always see Martha and uh, Thomas Wayne die for some reason. And Zack Snyder took it to the whole slow-mo Zack Snyder level of it all. But Batman has a consistent relationship with his father. It would have been really interesting if they just had, at the beginning of the movie, a quick three-minute scene of his mother installing the idea of every life is precious in him as a kid. Right. So, like, he fucks up. Like, who knows? Like, my example always was... I used to know these kids when I was a kid who would cut legs off frogs, and I always found it disgusting. I was like, what are you fucking white trash idiots doing, right? Like, maybe, like, not that, but something like that. Like, Bruce is there, and he's pressured into killing a frog, and his mother catches him and, and explains to him how life is precious. And so if that ideal is installed in him by his mother, when you're about to murder someone and that someone says That's your good. mother's name... Yeah. Yeah. It would be enough to snap you out of it, wouldn't it? That's good. Nah, that'd, right? be, that'd be beautiful. Yeah. Just a three-minute scene, but and the that, problem that scene with, would have been fine. But the problem with that scene is, Carson, is that you're giving a, a peripheral female character in a Zack Snyder movie a little bit of depth, <laughs> and that's just not going to happen. <laughs> so. Do you notice that Zack Snyder tends to cast, like, Superman's mom, Wonder Woman, all like, other than Lois Lane, who does look like she's 60 in these movies i don't know if it's the lighting or what but um uh, they all look kind of similar like that they look, look greek and they have that greek nose bump i think you know who it is type. um what's her name carla guachino she's been like like nine of his movies she was mm -hmm. uh, uh oh yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah yeah she uh, i should have got that abortion yes her, yes yes yes, yes. Um, oh, that's also no, no, no. Wait, that's that's Rorschach's mom. No, she was uh, yeah, the, the OG Silk Spectre. The old, and then they they put her in the horrible old lady makeup. Yeah, that's her. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, she don't so know. Yeah. Wait, what horrible line does she say in, in half slow motion? Um, there, is, there is one. I'm there pretty sure it's when one. she. Uh, uh, it's right before um, Jeffrey Dean. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, uh, the comedian, tries to rape her. And she's like, ooh, I hope my eyes were open. You're just like, oh, I know where this is going. This is uh, so... Long. And like she does her corset, and it's in slow-mo, and you're like, are you trying to make a rape scene sexy? Like, are we supposed to side with the comedian on this Yeah, one? like, why are you what's making her sexually appeal? This is really strange. That part no. always bugged me. Like, I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, he does have a type. He definitely does. I guess all directors do. Like, clearly, clearly Christopher every... Nolan's in love with guys who look like him. Yeah. You know, like... Oh, yeah. Every human being does, has a type. I mean, I mean, Tobey Maguire was basically uh, Sam Raimi. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even the glasses and everything. He just looked like a young Sam Raimi. Or a fucking Hayden Christensen is just George Lucas. Like, if you listen to the way he talks and his eye contact issues, like, it's totally just George Lucas. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Justice League. I mean, I'd say watch it. I, I'd say, they say I would recommend giving it a shot. And I, I don't know if you've never seen any of them, if it's as effective... Because, like, I, I, if you just watch, what do you think? If you just watch straight from Batman versus Superman to the Snyder Cut alone. That's it, tough. It's tough it hit, to say. It, I don't think it would hit the same way if you have to, like, if well, you have to see, like, what could have been the only version. Well, I guess if you've never, <laughs> if you've never seen the Justice League, if you really enjoy Batman and Superman and, and uh, Man of Steel, if you're in that group you're going to love the Justice League. It's a great ending to that trilogy. If you really hate those movies, you're going to hate it. But it's so hard when, if you've seen the Joss Whedon version and then going to this, it's hard to form an opinion of like or dislike. It's more of just like a exploration yeah. of of, a, of two different cuts of a film and how it's hard to pinpoint down if I actually liked this or if it was interesting. You know what I mean? Right, right. Enjoyable or interesting? I don't know. Just because, like, it was... Uh, I've never seen a, a circumstance where a dude was just like, I'm going to pull the lens so far back. I'm going to give you, like... Like, what are, they, what are those called? An omnibus? Whenever they just put together, like, six different back yeah. issues. All the, Like, I'm just going to give you an omnibus movie. Like, here it is, dude. Like, yeah. this is the universe I wanted to do, but they didn't give me the time to do it. And it's, like, yeah. you can't really gauge it as a story. Like, he tried his best to chop it up into, like, parts. <laughs> like, but, with little title cards. I'm like, yeah, these aren't episodes, dude. Chapters. There's yeah. no, there's no themes in these little arcs. Like, good lord, man. <laughs> I wonder if that's why, because originally it was supposed to be in, like, six parts and then four parts and then um, and then it just came out as a four-hour movie so i wonder if they did look at it and go this won't work week to week and if we release it all at once we might as well just release it as a movie right right but uh, yeah i would i would highly recommend giving just just as either as enjoyment or exploration of a bizarre fucking little cultural artifact yeah you know one way or the other it's i think it's worth checking out and cutting out all the b characters like not even i think to god lady and just having a bunch of actors really get into their scenes, they're, it's enjoyable to watch them interact with each other. The Justice League. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to cut to some fucking Russian family every 20 seconds. Right. In a goddamn yeah. shack, yeah. Yeah, it's, and I think they do a good, like the... Zack Snyder, I think, has shitty ideas, but I think he's really good at the craft of things. Like, just piecing the scene together, the staging, the the interaction of the characters, it's all really well done. And also, I find the dude ambitious at the very least. You know He's what I mean? He's very ambitious, yeah. You, know, like, you look at his body of work, he doesn't really, well, with the exception of, like I guess, the, these movies, he doesn't really want to do the same thing more than twice. He's like, I'm going to do right. Dawn of the Dead, then I'm going to do Sucker Punch, I'm then I'm going to do 300. Different. He started off in music videos, too, didn't he? Wasn't he oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that makes sense. He's much more of a visual director. You couldn't than tell a... by the gyrating Oracle in 300. Right, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of his jam. Yeah. So, yeah, what about you? Would you recommend? It's, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 it's if you're in the least bit into the Justice League characters into that universe, like, I love Superman, I love Batman, I love the, like I said, the, the Justice League cartoon as a kid. We forgot one big thing that we got to go back to because oh, it, sure. it goes off of what I'm about to say. Um, it, it was kind of satisfying seeing a lot of stuff in a live action form that I've wanted to see for a long time. Like, you know, seeing Dark Side was pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. The one that was a little 
Mm-hmm. Lackluster was seeing my favorite member of the JLA for the first time. Uh, Just quick cameo. A quick cameo for Martian Manhunter. Like that was awkward enough as it is, but then he literally had to introduce himself. I'm the Mar- some call me the Martian. Yeah, Manhunter. just he's literally about to leave. He's like, by the way, some call me. And I'm like, really? And then, and then like like uh, Affleck having lost all of his like beer beer water retention. So he was all skinny faced, just being like, I, I don't, I'm here for a paycheck. What the fuck? I don't care. It, it was so funny. It's, it really felt like him just being like, again, he's the avatar for the audience. Like, we've been here for four hours. <laughs> yeah. And now there's a up? fucking Martian on my porch. All right, cool. Later, yeah. bro. I don't, we'll see you around. <laughs> well, the whole nightmare ending, I mean, was, was pretty silly with the joke. I hate that fucking Joker. I hate Jared Leto with the Joker Why? so much. <laughs> Batman, oh, he's gonna die. That laugh, I, like every choice he makes in that, ca- I, I can't stand him. No, yeah, he's really awful. And that, that completely unnecessary reshoot. I get that he wanted to, in case he didn't get any more movies, he wanted to give a taste of the explanation of what happened in Batman v Superman when Flash comes back and says right, it's all but right, Martha. Right. But then they changed it because that seemed like, I guess Joss Whedon changed it to make out as if that warning was to bring in Martha to stop him when they brought him back to life. I guess it's for something down the road now that 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 Lois will is the key is some other movie. I thought the plot imp- line. Huh. I thought the implication was because remember there's that montage of Darkseid winning like they show Diana's funeral oh, they show him killing. He's having his, his Tony Stark vision. Yeah. Yeah. He's holding the bones of what I assumed was Lois Lane because like who the fuck else does he give a shit about? And then he just snaps. Yeah. The, so I see, and like, yeah, that's when he, was it what they call it, anti-life? He becomes anti-life Superman, so he's all fucking evil and shit? Yeah. And then so, the jo- oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, I assume that's what he was, was like, Lois Lane's the key, is like, you can't, like, if if Darkseid yeah. kills Lois Lane, then he gets Superman, and then we're all fucked. Yeah, but then, in, remember, in, in this version, the Snyder version, Lois is just going to his, his grave every day, so she happens to be there when he shows up, but in this, in the Justice League... Uh, she's the big guns. Oh, uh, so Batman has the plan to bring in Lois. Yeah, to, okay, to I see. Yeah, him. yeah. So it is definitely something that's to come. Yeah, but yeah. I felt like that was Joss Whedon's way of of making that make sense in Batman v Superman of the Flash showing up. Gotcha. Because because Batman was like, well, the big guns are Lois. I got to have her there. He she's did say it's all. She's the key. Yeah. So that, I think that was a way of wrapping that storyline up when clearly it was meant for like two or three movies for me. Right. Right. But it was interesting, interesting, interesting. It's interesting clearly artifact. just it's it's. No, what I kept it, uh, this will help us segue. Um, it kept making me re- like appreciate <laughs> the fucking Marvel movies. You like <laughs> Endgame's a goddamn miracle that it all came together and is that fucking yeah. satisfying. How much stuff pays off because you can really feel. I feel bad for Zack Snyder that like a, clearly a studio was like we want that. Yeah, you deliver us that. We want that money, but we want it in like a. Th- third of the time yeah exactly so right right here right right wrap it up wrap it up and go go, you, go 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 i that's if ever there's a reason to watch the snyder cut it's just to see like a guy fucking trying like you can really best, feel yeah. you can feel the arm wrestle between a studio and a dude who's like i have a vision but like you guys aren't letting me do it yeah you know you um, want to have a billion dollars <laughs> gross from this movie yep you want to be a, a, a infinity war right away i'm doing my best yeah, i'm doing my goddamn best yeah that's how i that's honestly the big takeaway I had from the whole 
uh, Snyder experiment, which I didn't expect. I expected to just go into it being like, fuck this guy. But by yeah. the time I was done everything, I'm like, he fucking tried. He did try. <laughs> and you guys shat down his project's throat. So honestly, that's, good for him. And that's the thing. is like, uh, And we're going to uh, talk briefly about um, a Marvel property. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about it once, this, once it's all finished. But... Um, Marvel, I always say, is like McDonald's. You know, it's just good enough that everyone likes it, but not fantastic. Then you get to Endgame. That's like that's like a really spectacular fucking like. Oh my god, McDonald's has a that's the McRib, a Gordon Ramsay burger. Yeah, or like a, that's the fucking McRib. At least Zack Snyder was like fine dining. It just was yeah. a dish a dish I didn't really like. Yeah. But it was still, it wasn't fucking fast food. And I think that does say something. And also, like, if you're a fan of those mo- of that universe, like, I'm a casual DC fan. Like, you start bringing in Zeus and Mother Boxes and, like, Themyscirans. I'm like, I know the <laughs> Justice League and Arkham Asylum. I, you know what I mean? But yeah. if you're a big fan of, like, whenever they start seeing boom tubes and fucking, you know, parademons, I'm sure people must have been shitting their pants being like, yeah. oh, my God, like, I wasn't a big Marvel fan, so those movies never appealed to me. This is my universe, and holy shit, they're doing it justice, no pun intended. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> um, and the DC universe is so silly, though. Why is Zeus there? It I mean, is. I uh, Thor is there well, I guess in Marvel, that's but... just it, is that, like, Thor is there, too. Like, the second you start, because I have very much the same way. I always felt Marvel was a little bit more approachable. Because it's all just a bunch of people who something fucked up happens and then they get powers usually. Like whether they're mutants or scientists, like it's just, it's an accident. But like DC always tend to be aliens and gods and fucking billionaires with dead parents. And I'm just like... I guess that was the difference between the 30s and the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Where all, where all these characters started, yeah. Because no one wants to read about a superhero who's just you when you're in a fucking fight in Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> but when you're in Vietnam shooting guys in their rice patties, that's fucking fun. Then you that's can, something crazy. That's <laughs> fucking Captain America all the way, baby. And on that note, and this will just be a quick little tail end of the podcast because we still have, what, eight? episodes left? I believe so. I believe so. Just to touch briefly, even though I'm sure it'll be on the poster for this, just to touch briefly (laughs) on Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I think we have different opinions of. I think think it's called Sambuck. Sambuck. No, no, it's a Falkbuck. Falkbuck. No, Falkbuck. Falkbuck. (laughs) Falkbuck. Yeah. Falkbuck. What did did you think of Falkbuck? Eh? What is, is, eh? Oh, so yeah. you, oh, we might be on the same page then. I'm just like, eh? It's pretty much exactly what I expected. I'm glad they didn't start with it. It was originally supposed to come out before WandaVision. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad they started with WandaVision because I'm not entirely on board with this show. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to be hotly anticipating every Friday as much as I was Mando and Wanda with this show. I, I think I'm going to play catch up before we have to do a podcast on it because yeah. I'm, I'm not going to carve out an hour a week to watch this. Unless something happens where people are like, no, dude, you got to see episode three. Trust me. I said the same. Because you know that sometimes that happens. People are like, I said the same thing. I watched the first two episodes, but True. then all of a sudden episode three is where it got me. WandaVision so, hooked me from episode one, though. And I grew up watching old shows. I right. was like, except I wasn't in uh, Slovenia or wherever she's from, <laughs> in a bombed out apartment, just staring at the window at the people fighting down. <laughs> I mean, I, we never pointed out how stupid that was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Why weren't they evacuating? Why weren't they at least hiding? Yeah, seriously. It's like, oh, time for TV. Looks like soldiers are at our uh, door. Watch, watch TV from underneath the table or something. Like, right? Jesus. <laughs> But episode one, because I was like, oh, I grew up watching the Dick Van Dyke show. And this is just a Dick Van Dyke show. This is uh-huh. awesome. So the first episode absolutely hooked me. Uh, I made four notes for Falk Buck. Okay. 
The first one is, maybe I just don't like these actors, because when Cheadle showed up, I was hooked. Because I don't think, I never really was a big fan of those two guys in those roles. You leave Anthony Mackie alone. Anthony Mackie was better than, I never really dug What's-His-Tits, Winter Soldier. Well, because he works whenever he's just a blue Masked up bad guy. Psychopath. I just watched Winter Soldier again, and I'm like, you know what? The second they start injecting him with any person that, actually, wait, hold up. He's a little bit, he's all right in the start of the first cap. He's okay. Is is his buddy, but he still has those those bastard eyes. He has what I call bastard <laughs> eyes. What the fuck you, are bastard eyes? Bastard eyes are you know he just screams down his girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like you know he's a prick <laughs> in real life. He's not, got bastard not eyes. Bucky. <laughs> not Bucky. But uh, even in the first Cat America, I was like, he's either really high. Or he's got bastard eyes <laughs> when, when he's still just Bucky. To me, he has just, those eyes. He's got those dead eyes like he had like bastard eyes. But like a rough upbringing. But you think he's the, the type of dude who reciprocates it now he's completing the circle and just being a, an abusive I th- dick? I think so. I think yeah. he's probably a, a dick to work with, yeah. <laughs> that's my theory. I don't know. I've never met the man. But so that's, the fact, how, that's my read. So the fact that he's in rehab trying to rehabilitate himself, smiling at the camera, you're like, I know you. <laughs> yeah. You oh, lying I think prick. I, te- I texted that to you. Where I was like, I think I just don't care about a super soldier's PTSD and a guy trying to save his family business. Like, I just, eh, it's not hooking me. Can you believe that was the secondary storyline for Falcon? The second they started talking about selling a boat and going to the bank and like it's gonna help your monthly premium, I was like, "The fuck is go? Is this? No, this is not okay. happening." Okay, that bring, <laughs> that brings me to my second point, which is I I see what you're doing, Disney. I see the virtue signaling. I see what you're trying to say here, mm-hmm. but there's no way that an Avenger can't get a bank loan. You know what I'm saying? There's no fuck... I don't care what color you are. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care what species you are. If you're an alien from another planet, an Avenger gets a fucking bank loan. He needs to, <laughs> he needs to go to, like, a mall and cut a ribbon and he'll get a million dollars. Exactly. Like they, they, they were like, how do you guys make a living? I'm like, aren't you working for a government-funded agency? Right. Like, And I get, I get what you're doing. I know what you're doing. It's hard. For some people in America to some get people bank have a loans. harder time. So I get it, but that was really silly in the context of an Avenger. Yeah. No, I thought the exact same thing, especially the part where he's just like, Can you in this selfie, can you put your wings up? And I was just like, Oh, come on. Like, couldn't oh, they have made his, come his, on. Like that's it's it's a analogy of just like, hey, can you do like, you know, can you put your fist up or like right, can, right, you, right. can you look can you see something more street or more urban? I was just like Okay, I'm not. It's a little on the nose. I didn't come to Falcon Winter Soldier for some sort of racial commentary shit. Like, I, if that's where you want to go with this, fine. But like, <laughs> it's gonna be really like I. Oh, like, Sam Wilson was never my black pariah, so like, what are you doing? It's definitely where they're going with it because the new cap that shows up at the end is definitely gonna be like like white man. You know what I mean? And then he's gonna have to go in and knock him down a peg. What's up with uh, Percy? Take- Percy Cap there. I call him Percy because he oh, looks like a Percy. the dorky Cap. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm guessing, I, you know what? I think he's going to end up being like a secret racist. That's my theory. Because yeah. white people have not been doing well in Marvel TV shows these days. Right, right. <laughs> so I th- unless you're a woman, which I stand by the fact that we're dragging you down with us. <laughs> you notice that, <laughs> also, that dude, I looked him up, is he's, uh, that's, um, old Ego, the Living Planets kid, uh, Kurt Russell. 
His oh, that's name, Kurt Russell's kid, Wyatt Russell, or some such. He's playing the really? new cat. Yeah. Really? He's, he's gonna he's gonna be a bastard. He's gonna be a secret bastard for sure. You you are all about the fucking latent bastards running all about this program. Oh, the new the new Captain America. He's totally gonna end up being like um, Homelander. Homelander. He's yeah, gonna be a like Homelander. A, he's gonna be like a like right wing Republican douchebag. I wondered when were they filming this? Because doesn't that skate a little too close to Boys season two? You know what I mean? Like I know with, well, with Stormfront. I kept thinking of the boys, especially when Falcon was trying to get a loan. Where I was like. You see, that's where the boys, like, in the 21st century, in the real world, he would just write a book and be a celebrity and have an agent and blah, blah, mm -hmm, blah. And I was mm -hmm. like, but then that's the boys. Mm -hmm. And then that's too uh, uh, real, quote-unquote, for Marvel. You know, you don't want it to be that gritty. Right. That they're all, like, entitled celebrity douchebags. But then going, making them poor. They should have made his sister too proud to take his money. Yeah, like, something a little bit more than just, like, mom and dad are dead and, like, we love this boat. And like we applied for a bank, like something like a little bit. Again, just give a, like a, the the African American characters and these goddamn female characters in these movies just a little bit more depth, and then like they're broke and need help. The, the most average fucking thing. And their family you can members are of. gone or dead, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like every time. Yeah. In the next episode, we'll find out that their father left when they were very young. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, come on, it's a little tired. That one, <laughs> that <laughs> that one, you don't see as much anymore. But like. You, you, the one they, they, oh, did you, did you watch Coming to America? Uh, I started it and was like, I can't, I can't. I love the first one so much, I can't. There's one <laughs> bit where Colin Joust is interviewing his kid, and it's just like, I noticed you, you, uh, you never finished college. He was like, Yeah, he's like, Ah, oh, I hear you. Dad left. He's like, What? He's like, Mom on pills. Was that, was that what it was? He's like, no, uh, she, <laughs> she got sick and I had to like leave school to take care of like, oh, I hear you. I hear you, bro. I uh, I went to boring school, so uh, I know what it's like to grow up like without my parents. <laughs> and shit. Uh, that whole scene, I was dying. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. there you go. <laughs> um, so did you? Uh, well, you can talk about that another day. But um, I I could I just the first one's so good. Oh, the first one. I think that's I don't know. I went in with my expectations on the ground and my fucking head in the clouds, quite literally. Mm -hmm. Um, so I my expectations were so fucking low. The the original movie is a legit family favorite. Like we watched that, we've all watched that movie as a family like so many fucking times. We can all quote it. I had the same love for the first one that everyone who saw watch this movie did. You know, going into with that anticipation. But regardless, like whatever, it just looked and felt like a new modern movie with those characters in it, and they were just literally doing every joke, like yeah. rehashing every single joke. I was like, you know. I, I, I'm in. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, this is what I need right now. Like, I kind of want to watch Coming to America, so you're just going to do a bad reboot with fucking, like, 21st century jokes. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't give a shit. Like, once I got what they were doing, I was like, I don't care. The twins showed back up and all that noise. Like, I, I just... It, just it, whatever. Just go for it. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. I, like, what did you expect? Name one comedy made 20 years after the original that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's know, why I kind of don't want to watch it. Fair, no, and that's that's fair. But like, I mean, l let me just put that. That's that that mentality will get you through it. <laughs> you know, fair like, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's so little has happened so far. I think we've talked about everything from the first episode of of Folk Buck. Oh no, but you also forgot the delightful coincidence that fucking Bucky's best friend had a kid that he murked. 
on oh, a yeah. mission. Who, who was was that in the episode? Did I just miss that, or was that from a previous Marvel installment? No, the the hotel assassination. That was that. That all was, that's all that's brand new. That yeah, that's definitely all new. Oh no, I mean like so we saw him kill that guy's kid in that episode. Yeah. Okay, I completely. I must have uh, had to get up for a second or so. I missed that bit. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, there was a flashback. I think it's right before he goes to therapy. They show like him in proper Winter Soldier gear with the. That's when he kills cover. the guy trying to get in his apartment. Yeah, he strangles them, and then when he looks up, he sees that kid trying to get oh. into his hotel room, and then he's like, "I didn't see anything," and he shoots him. Wow, in my brain, that was like an old woman. I don't know why. I think it's just because <laughs> it's such a classic thing to have like an old woman at the door. You know what I mean? Oh wow! I don't. I didn't even realize it was a dude. <laughs> Are you sure bats flew out of the plane whenever it crashed? Because hey, I don't I, remember that at all. Not out of the plane. Not out of the plane. Out of the out of the nuclear smoke test tower. Because you thought this Asian kid was an old woman, so now I have questions. I think because that's always been what it is in a movie. When after an action scene, there's always an old person like at the door, and it's a comedy moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I just assumed, uh, and I probably had to get up and go do something, and then came back to it. But, yeah, um, so that's his kid because remember he goes in, he sees the shrine. Yeah, I yeah, found yeah, that yeah. delightfully coincidental. I'm like, of all the people you could have murdered on this mission that happened like decades ago, what happens to be your new best friend's your son? New bestie. Like, Is that why he sought him out? Maybe. Maybe, oh, you kid. know what? I'm an idiot. You're right because his name is on that list. You're 100% right. I was gonna say, tonally, it felt like the Netflix Marvel shows and like not when they were at their best. You That's know? what I was going to say, that it felt like I used the example of um, DC TV, like The Flash and Supergirl. It felt like that to be the Falcon and Winter Soldier. It felt so melodramatic and it was bizarre mm. that, it, that it felt so much more TV than the show that was about TV yeah, that came out yeah, right before it. That's true. I guess it's hard. I mean, now they're, they're kind of stuck in a bond. You already saw it happening with WandaVision where everyone expects Disney Plus shows to have a certain formula. Like whenever WandaVision was ending, they're like, where's the Luke Skywalker cameo? It's like, okay, right. that was a precedence that was laid down like eight weeks ago, people. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it's not a formula. So now they're really, really fucked because people are expecting another WandaVision out of this show. And I think they're going to be... SOL being like guys it's just a, it's a it's a buddy comedy like I know but and it's a buddy comedy that I'm not finding particularly interesting so I want like if it had come out before WandaVision I don't know if I would have liked it more but it probably would have turned me off of I would have been naysaying uh, Marvel on TV a lot more sure but now I'm like you're capable of a WandaVision this I'm not really digging but you you've shown you're capable of doing some pretty unique shit so I'm curious well I'll give it two episodes because that's what it took for WandaVision for me. Those first two episodes I remember came out on the same day and I was like, I might be good. I might yeah. not finish this. And then the this third guy, one, the third one was what got me. I was totally hooked moment one. So I guess we'll see. Um, I, I do want to say my one last point about uh, Buck Falk. Did you, did you notice that the, the villain uh, who was going to end up being Baron Von Jiggletits, what's his name? Um, uh, Zemo? Zemo. But, like, wait, wait, wait. That that dude in the black mask ain't Zemo, is he? Why does he have superpowers? I'm, I'm guessing they're going to make him Zemo. That Because he, he was all involved in that super soldier shit. Maybe pop some serum into him when he was in the at the lab. That he, he, he it just know. It didn't look like what's-his-face, Brule, that dude from my Inglorious Bastards. Like, the build of that dude with the mask in that episode with the duffel bags just didn't look like him. I assume that was a new character. Maybe it is. I don't know. I guess we'll find I think out. He's, I think he's still... He, they show. If I'm not mistaken, in the trailer, they show him breaking out of prison. And I thought in the trailer they showed him in that mask, too. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. He, has, he definitely on. has the purple, the purple um, uh, yes, yeah. Zemo mask. 
But um, I did you notice wh- wh- who they were? They were like the flag burners or something. Flag yeah, tromplers. Yeah, yeah. Their whole it's an interesting world that they Marvel's now created, and the idea that like Disney does have agendas, social engineering agendas, is pretty obvious. Like everyone drinks in their movies, but no one smokes. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. Isn't it interesting that the the bad guys in this series are a group, a militant group, a militant arm of a group? That during the snap, the five years, and everyone was away, the world had become a world government. Everyone was at peace. Everything was fixed the way Thanos had intended it to be. And so, when every suddenly, all of a sudden, three, four billion people pop back into existence, that all gets fucked. Everyone's throwing up their borders, throwing up their guns, saying, "This is my land. That's your land. Let's go to war." Blah blah blah. And the bad guys are the ones trying to stop that. The good guys are the ones, all the military guys being like, borders are important. I've been gone five years, but it was hell back when when no one was here and everyone, all these hippy-dippy peaceful assholes are around. Like his little informant there who got the video of the bad guy. It was hell. Trust me, when everyone was gone, it was hell. But by all other accounts, it was great. (laughs) It was exactly what Thanos had wanted. That kid that Ant-Man found didn't look too happy. He looked pretty bummed out. He looked pretty bummed out. There was garbage everywhere, Chris. It, were, does, were, it does. There was no baseball. People were does, having trouble dating. It, yeah. Yeah. It does seem like the Disney's agenda, though, is very clear. They like America. They like borders. They like superiority over other countries. Hmm. Uh, it, it seems to be peppered in there a little bit. The villain are world government people, of, of, of people who just want everyone to get along. It's like, okay. Interesting take, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Okay. Are you preparing yourself for when right-wing people start spending more money at the box office than the other side of the political spectrum? Listen, <laughs> you got you got to pander to both sides, Chris. You know what I I'm guess, saying? Yeah, you got to keep your options open, you know? Stay tuned for White Panther coming in 2025. White Panther. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was all my notes. That was one thing I really noticed. I was, I was taken aback by the fact... They were all militant and blocked. Now you gotta be wondering, so were... ten bucks this is all a way of retconning it so Bucky gets the shield instead of Sam. They're like, <laughs> We have to wait, take away to politely take this out of Sam's hands and give it to the white guy. <laughs> I uh actually knowing what kind of a company Disney is, that wouldn't shock me at all. Well, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my bets on that right now. That's what's right going now. on. That's gonna be the big twist. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Well, I think I think I gotta go. I can hear a child yeah, screaming in the right. distance. Well, and this is a, this is a supersized podcast this week, guys. I hope everyone enjoys it. It's so thick. just it's like a, Zack Snyder's supersized Justice League. Oh fuck! I really fucked that up. Oh. We'll see you guys soon. Tune in next week or sometime soon. <laughs> sometime. We'll, we'll figure we'll something figure it out. Yeah. For another space action. The podcast. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Done and done. All right, cool.